Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Yeah, so we can either kick this off going one way or just go off with you since you're a specialist at kicking off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, who, who are you? I grew up playing all the sports. I mean, hockey, basketball, baseball. I bowled, football, soccer, everything. And um, I was a guy that went through Coles um, with Jamie and stuff like that. And um, so I kind of had my rankings there, worked my way up in the rankings so, and then kind of after that junior season, that's kind of when I had the colleges kind of reach out um, for bringing like for camp invites, things like that. And then it's kind of where that went. So going into my senior year, um, I was still playing soccer. I got hurt. So I pretty much missed my whole season of football and I'd came back in sectionals for soccer. Um, and then, but after that season, I was done with soccer. I didn't do clubs. So I was just focused on football after that. There's you guys listening that are in high school trying to determine whether or not to play soccer their junior year, their senior year. How did you make that decision? Um, and my club team for soccer. I mean, we were, we were at that point where this is like kind of our last season or two together where you want to make that last big run before everybody kind of goes off. In my opinion, you should never feel like you have to be cut down on sports because I think doing one sport in one season, doing another sport in another season, it brings you, you know, it obviously it takes athleticism, but it's two different athleticisms. Like for one sport, you know, basketball's the motions you're doing, the movements you're doing are going to be different from football. But somehow that's all going to make a full circle and help better you as an athlete, as a person in the long run. So I think if that's like for kickers, you know, there's no reason to just be like, oh, I got to quit soccer because like what can potentially be from football. I mean, I just think for guys, I mean, don't cut yourself short. I mean, enjoy that last season or two because that's one thing I've missed is like soccer because I haven't played it since, you know, 2014. So now it's to have a soccer ball on my feet here and there is great, you know, brings back memories. So Tyler Brown is the graduate assistant at the University of Michigan. And he told us that in his 20 years of coaching since his father is Randy Brown, the Ravens mm. special teams coach that kickers have become so athletic. And you yeah. just talked about that athleticism coming from soccer. You played basketball growing up as well. And yeah. so, I mean, you yeah. hit the head, hit it right on the head, dude, like ball. If you're a kicker, go play ball, whatever sport it is and go ball out doing it. But like you said, man, like don't cut yourself short, not being able to play other sports just because you think, well, I do have an opportunity here with this sport. I mean, you might, but why cut there's no reason to cut yourself short and end sports early because once like you like say like how i said once i started playing like football starting in college there wasn't any other sport i was able to do there was no soccer competitively things like that and that was one of the things i was like over my past four or five years i'm like wow i really miss soccer doesn't help when we're all playing fifa together <laughs> yeah no, that, I mean, yeah, you have FIFA or Madden. That does, so that's like where you get the competitive from, Xbox. But, I mean, dude, look, I'm looking at your background. You've got basketballs. I see baseballs. We're talking about football and soccer. 
it's so important to be well-rounded as a kicker and yeah. reinforcing what Tyler Brown said. If you're a young guy, play everything. Yeah. Don't, and like you said, don't cut yourself short playing sports. And even in the off season at Cincinnati, a lot of us, um, a lot of specialists, the quarterbacks, tight ends were a bunch of golfers. So we'd go play golf and stuff like that. And even there, I mean, that's very, they compare golf to the swing of a kicker because, you know, club face, open, close, all that. Very similar to the kicking swing contact. Yeah, rhythm super important. Being uh, balanced. <laughs> Probably what's happening between the ears is yeah. very similar, right? Yeah, yeah. So. How would you call your career? Did you have a great career? Did you have a good career as a kickoff specialist at Cincinnati? As you look back at it, what word would you use to describe it? Average, you know, my first two years were, uh, they were all right. I mean, I think the biggest adjustment was just like, you go from high school where you could just kick the ball, you know, in Indiana, you just have to put the ball in the end zone and it's touchback. And then a lot of kickoff stuff in college is placement, things like that. So um, I think mentally that I had to grow there because it turned into a mental situation like, okay, let's, it's like you have to balance between placing the ball where it needs to be, but also getting the ball down the field. My kickoff coverage team was great. I mean, at, there was times during each season at the beginning where, I mean, we were topping the country on coverage um, where the team would start with the ball. So, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't – it's not where I wanted it to be, but I'm still happy with how it was. Um, but I know there's always room for growth. So. You talked about the mental part of the game, though. Is there growth mentally for you? Was it physical leg strength? Was it technique? Where do you see the most area for growth in your game or other guys that you played with? Well, I'll be, in my opinion, the biggest thing I learned from college, especially the transition from high school to college, was um, reps. How many you take? And I learned, I had to learn real quick because I got hurt my freshman year. Um, just kicking the ball too much because I never lifted a weight until I got to college. Um, but learning quality over quantity. So again, less reps that have, but they're, you know, game reps, not just kicking 50 balls every day and some are good, some are not. So I think that was one of my biggest things. And even now as I get older, you know, make game reps, treat everything as if it's a game because if not, it's not going to translate if you don't treat practice like a game, it's not going to translate over to a game. And then the mental part, I think with anything in life, you can grow. You know, if you try to – I think that's back to, like, selling yourself short, quitting a sport early. You know, you never know what could happen if you kept on going. You talked about quality over quantity. Did it take that injury to learn the difference? I think it did, yeah, sadly. <laughs> You know, sometimes in life, dude, we gotta we gotta touch those hot stoves. You know, the guys before say, "Hey, man, touching that stove is hot, brother." Yeah. Oh no, no, it's good. I can do one other rep. I I gotta finish on a make. I gotta finish on a make. And that, and and that that stove is indeed hot, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's too hot. So <laughs> you learn you learn real quick. But I'm glad I learned early. And then I think it's also kind of like making gang reps. Like, don't be lazy and develop any bad habits. Um, that's especially with kicking, you know, if you feel like you're tired and stuff like that, don't keep on trying to kick and, you know, you're taking a smaller jab or a larger jab and all your steps are just bad. And then you're like, well, this is terrible. I'm kicking awful. Well, maybe you should have short, you know, 
stopped at this amount of reps because you're tired physically, maybe mentally. So this is Ryan Jones. He was a kickoff specialist at the University of Cincinnati of the American Athletic Conference, coached by Luke Fickle. Yeah, coach. Okay, coached by Coach Fick. You've we can't condense your career into one word. So give me a story that comes to mind. Is there a kickoff that's a sweet memory? We were playing UCF last year at home. And obviously, you know, go back to the season prior, they we went down there and got, you know, it wasn't the best game for us. But last year, it's, you know, Coach Fick always wanted to kick off first and we won the coin toss, which I feel like we always did. But um, so, you know, I'm taking my steps. And normally we always kick away from the student section. So I was like going towards the big scoreboard. But we did a thing where all the fans had their phones out. And I forget what the song was playing, but um, the fans' phones started flashing into a beat. And I remember just kind of, I'd set the ball up and I'd turn around and I look back at the student section. And one thing I got to say, every, you got to see a game in Nipper Stadium. At, a Thursday night game, I mean, there's, you know, you got your Penn State stuff like that, but a game in Nipper at night, it's, it's beyond amazing so that's one thing i'll miss but back to what i was saying i mean just seeing the lights flash like that i mean that's probably one of my greatest memories because it's like it's a surreal moment and then one thing i talk about i could tell people in games it's like i think that was the last thing i remember because in in my and for me in a game i'd always black out and then it's like then you don't remember anything so but i remember that part just looking around um in the stands and i see all these lights flashing and it's just like wow and it kind of puts you in the moment like this is it because this was a big game for us. This kind of, you know, set that tone for the season. I think it was like third or fourth game. Um, and that was kind of UCF was obviously the other, you know, one of the big teams in our conference on our side too. Whoever won that game, you know, was probably going to win our side of the conference. So those lights, those bright lights caused you to black out. Yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. We played against Alabama in 2011, the 5th of November. And the last thing I heard was it's Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And the sound of the shakers that they have was yeah. deafening, dude. And I'm like 18 years old. I'm thinking about 12 different things in three tenths of a second. Yeah. And I have no other choice but to just mentally shut down and I felt like I turned into a computer like yeah. just a robot something else took over and you touched on it earlier which was dude the quality of reps you know just learning how to graduate from running through brick walls and trying to beat your chest saying coach you know I'm I'm the guy and just learning how to become more of a technician and it's it's not easy to go there is it Ryan no, it's not easy. And I think it's also something very hard to explain. Like, unless you've been in that moment, you won't really understand. But I think it's kind of also goes back to like, when you do your reps in practice, like you, they got to be quality game reps. So that translate, because if you're, you know, doing lazy reps, then sometimes here or there in a game, you might have a lazy rep and you're like, well, that's not good. So I think that's but kind of like, in that moment, you shut down. You're like, okay, I've done this multiple times. You know, this is my first time. Um, this is just another kick. So 
Yeah, and another feeling people don't understand is the difference between graduating and now being on the free agent circuit. So what's what's been a difference between kicking in college versus now trying to get another job? You got to go in if you got if you get brought in. You know, I haven't been brought in, but the way I feel like I understand is that if you get brought in, you have a day, maybe two, to really prove yourself. If not, you're going to get cut. So where in college, I mean, you're not going to get cut. You're just going to fall down depth chart, which is, but you can still, hopefully, show your prove yourself down the road. So sure, they're still going to be stitching on the back of a jersey that has your your last name on it. Yeah, to where with the NFL, you know, you have bad. Potentially, if you have bad, one bad outing with a team, you know you don't know if there's going to be another jersey with your name on it. So that's kind of what I feel for me, kind of the way I understand the situation between college um, and the free agent part. So, Ryan, where does your belief come from? I think that just being positive and believing in yourself. So I think it all starts with yourself. You have to believe in yourself and know that you can do something. Um, when I was in Buffalo, was competing with guys like Dom or Justin Rowasher, Logan Justice from IU, um, Carter Limper from Arkansas. You know, I held my ground with those guys. I kicked with the best. Some of those guys that were, you know, they were kind of the guys that had the good college careers, that had the field goals, they had the stats where I didn't. But seeing that, don't. I guess my mental approach was like, don't think you're any different than them just because they have more stats. You know, they kind of got the head, the head start on you, but it doesn't mean you can't get to where they're at. So I think that was kind of like the underdog chip on your shoulder, you know, go out there and show what you can do, you know, and that's kind of, you'll turn eyes. You'll turn eyes, but you'll do that by kicking your ball, by swinging your swing. Yeah. Spending energy comparing to others doesn't sound like that's something that's in your your mindset don't waste like you said don't waste energy on something like that don't try to compare yourselves to anybody one thing i started doing um which i learned actually in buffalo was not to be not that i don't care but i wouldn't watch other guys balls and when they kick i wouldn't watch them you know if they go in but i don't want to see this guy crush a huge ball and be like and i'm the next guy i'll be like well, well I've got to match that. And then you're putting added pressure on you trying to match somebody when at the end of the day, just go out and kick your ball. Go do your thing, brother. Swing yeah. your swing. Yeah. Have fun and have fun doing it, right? Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing is just have fun, especially with the process. I mean, I think one thing I've learned is just being where I'm at, just having this opportunity to compete with these guys and, you know, potentially and hopefully get a camp offer to come in and compete. Um, that's second to none. I mean, not many people get that. So I think it's just enjoying the process and making the most of it. So enjoy the process. Have a little gratitude. That's what I'm hearing. There's a lightness to your attitude, right? Like you, it doesn't seem like you take this stuff too seriously. It seems like you have this natural athleticism that allows you to have fun kicking the crap out of a football. You know, obviously it's already a hard situation trying to get into the NFL. Um, I had a, we had a, our player development guy, he's now a D-line coach, but he had told me the hardest thing is getting the NFL. But once you're in, you're in. So I think I'm not trying to make the situation harder than it needs to be. So we asked this, I asked this question almost to all the NFL guys, and it's going to be an interesting question to ask you is, 
What do you think is the difference between getting a job, which you're currently hoping, trying, and working tirelessly for, versus keeping a job in the NFL? From the kicking part, one thing you had to learn is that I learned back to Buffalo was that everybody has an A ball, but make your B ball work. To where like, you know, there's the guys that their B ball is kind of, might be more of a C ball, but you're, but like if my B ball, you know, is very compared to my A ball, I think that that can go further for you. But just showing, you know, coming out early before the team gets there, getting some early reps if you can. Taking, trying to get a little extra reps, just showing that you're serious about this and that you want to get better, being coachable, um, asking questions, trying to just be on, be ahead of the game. Not, and it's not trying to be a tryhard or anything because it's not, you might have guys that say that, but it's not being a tryhard. That's showing love for the game, you know, that you love the game, the process, all the little things that you have to do to be a great kicker. Or a great football player. Yeah, look, dude, everyone has an A-ball, but you said make your B-ball work. That makes sense. But let's backtrack. Where does that B-ball work come from? Like, how do I allow my B-ball to work? And what you said earlier was blank over blank, which is quality over quantity. Yep. And I think that's like, it's like, understanding i like, and this is for the high school kids, you know, in high school, I didn't understand kicking all that to where now, you know, if I miss a kick before I look up, I can tell you if I push it just the way it comes off my foot. So I think that's also understanding, understanding when you miss where you miss to. So like, if you can help yourself, you know, say like if you play a natural draw, so from the left hash, we're not going to aim down the left upright or right inside that left upright. We're going to aim maybe right middle and just hit my normal ball and let the wind, or even if there is wind, you got to take that into account, but your natural draw to set that, you know, play your natural draw, let it swing back into the middle. So I, I like what you, you said, Reed said about make them cut you for you do on the field. Um, don't, especially as a kicker, you know, we kind of have that, well, you guys don't do everything we do, so we got to do the little things right. We got to be on time because if we mess up one time, then everybody's like, you guys don't do anything anyways, doing those little things right on and off the field because that can be like, you know, if you do get cut, but hey, if you have another team that's looking for you, they call that coach with the team you were and say, I mean, we just he wasn't fitting for us maybe on the field. You know, his kicks were whatever the reason is for on the field, but if they were like, but – off the field, he did all the little things right. He was a good teammate, good locker room guy. He showed up to meetings. He took notes. He didn't slouch in the meeting room, like lean back in his chair, just all that stuff. You'd be surprised who takes, like who actually looks at that. Look, Leaning back in your chairs, all that. Something like that. Who, who would care? But there's people that care about that. And it all comes down to minimizing your miss. Minimizing your miss, minimizing the deviation of the b-ball. Make the b-ball work. And I recently was at a combine for NFL free agents, charted some of the guys. And what I found was typically high school guys are somewhere between eight balls right or left of the dead middle. The pros are three. 
the pros have such a tight deviation clustering around the center of the field goal post by three feet either way. Right? So I, I, I developed this this app, the Simple Kicking app, and in my research of looking not only at the pros, but I've got 25,000 plus field goals tracked on the app, and you absolutely said it right on the head. Minimize your miss and make your b-ball work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's understanding where you miss at. That's where, you know, you don't have to fully be like, okay, I got to change what I do. But say like for me on the left hash, so my follow through and finish is a little more left than it needs to be. So when I miss, I miss right. So that's where I try to figure out maybe a different way I can take my steps on that left hash to where even if I do have a small miss hit, I can still make my kicks. So. And that might be what gets you to have a job. And it might also be what allows you to keep your job is you have the kicker IQ in your brain to be self-aware of your misses and your makes. Yeah. I think you got you got to be with anything is self-aware. You got to be honest with yourself. You can't lie to yourself because how are you supposed to grow as an athlete, as a person? So you've got to, like a, back to, I said, understand the way you kick so you can help yourself out. So Man, that's right. You got to, but it's a process. It's a learning process. And it's one that you're continually pushing yourself on the boundary of comfort. And man, I'm pushing myself a little bit too far. I I don't know if I can do this. And it's allowing, I think, again, I, I bring this up and I bring up the point. It's a repetitive point, but stressing quality over quantity. Going on the boundary that says, wait, this is uncomfortable because I'm not kicking as much. Correct. Taking minutes in between your reps might be two minutes. It could be five. But the point is not just going to kick, kick, kick. It's going out there, practicing quality balls, hit yeah. quality balls. And then I think another thing is, which I've seen a lot of it kind of coming up now to where you see kids post about nobody cares about 60 yarders, 70 yarders, things like that. You know, it's, um, you know, it's cool to see, but don't be practicing all that stuff all the time. So I would say now, you know, the closest I normally kick when I do kick is I'll an NFL PAT. I always start with NFL PATs and I'll work my way back. And, um, you know, there's days where if I, if I'm doing kickoff that day, I do, I don't, I don't go as far back, you know, 50 might be my distance for the day as far as I go back. But I really try to hone on the 40 to 48. Um, so I was talking with uh, one of the other guys, and he was saying that he was told that the most kicks missed in the NFL are from 40 to 48 yards. So I think – but that also is then not saying you don't practice for, um, 40 and in and you don't practice 50 to 60, but it's finding the balance. So, dude, we could talk, we could talk ball all day. Kicking is, it's, it's so much fun and, and maybe we connect cause we're both kickoff specials. I don't know, but. but I think you and I, I mean, we hit on a lot of the good stuff, um, that hopefully people can take and put it towards their, you know, routine, their practicing stuff like that. And then also just understanding that everybody's road is different. 
Nick Novak had told me that, you know, you got to be willing to get on this long roller coaster. That could be one year, could be three years before you get a call. Now it's just willing. It, it's you got to be willing to do that. So, um, you know, never rush anything. Um, everything, something new is going to take time. It's going to be different, but if you're willing to stay the course, you know, at the end of the day, when you get to where you want to be, you'll look back and be like, I mean, you should be proud of yourself and you should be able to take a lot from what you did as an athlete and just put it towards your day-to-day life as a person. Yeah. There's going to be personal growth. There's humility gained and wisdom along the road. And Ryan, thank you for joining the Simple Kicking Show because there was nuggets in here that I didn't recognize I would be drilling for. And I'm really grateful that you joined. Ryan Jones of the University of Cincinnati. You got a fan down here in Texas now, and I'm rooting big for you. So we'll see what that roller coaster looks like for you. If your hands are going to be up or, you know, you're going to be holding on tight. It'll be one way or the other. (laughs) Yeah. um, I appreciate you having me on, man. So it's nice just talk with somebody, talk some football, talk life, and just talk about the process. I mean, especially kicking. So, cause not many people can relate. So when you get somebody who can relate with you, it's great talking and also giving back, helping out with uh, the younger, younger generation. So Ryan Jones, everybody, if you're a young guy that wants to DM Ryan and get some more wisdom from him, you can follow him at Ryan nine, seven Jones on Instagram. Is that the best way to reach you? Yeah, I would say that'd be the best way. And then um, we can go from there through a phone call, FaceTime, whatever you guys want to do. So, but that'd be the best way to reach me. Ryan Jones, everybody. Thanks so much for joining brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.